Hi friends, it's me, Diana Piquet, and it's Weight Loss Wednesday. Welcome! I'm a West Coast mama who has yo-yoed with weight my whole adult life. Over the last couple of years, I've been really doing my best to lean hard on a self-loving approach that would keep my weight in check, and it was realistic enough for me to do for the rest of my life. I'm really tired out from 40 years of losing a bunch of weight and then slowly gaining it back over time. It's been exhausting. I wanted to take care of this beautiful body of mine because I love being alive and I want to be a vibrant, confident, and healthy version of myself. I've been learning, journaling, reading. I've been listening to my own self-talk. I've been making some mistakes and yet observing my confidence growing week after week. I wanted to share my journey because I know what it's like to feel embarrassed or alone over this issue. And the truth is you absolutely are not. I hope you have a listen and I hope that in some way you can take some of this, apply it to your life and see some benefits. I'm so excited to share with you. And as always, I'm cheering you on from Huntington Beach. All right. I've told you guys that I've been working on this like um, new journey with food and this new relationship with food. I told you about journaling and I've told you about some of the things that I've learned, but I haven't told you about what it's like to realize how incredibly difficult it is to stop eating once I'm full. So I was listening to Corinne Crabtree's podcast, uh, Losing 100. And if you want to get your ass kicked, go over there and have a listen. And she's talking about don't eat if you're not hungry. Don't eat if you're not hungry. And I'm like, okay, um, I just really like to eat. Like being full is sort of like the way that I've always been. It's how I comforted myself. It's been my friend. It's been my stability or whatever. I don't know. I have this whole drama and story about what food has been to me all this time and what it can be and what it can't be and all that. So to take one of these principles that she has, and basically she says, very simply, five words, don't eat until you're actually hungry. Don't eat until you're hungry. Five words. Big old impact, right? So when I first started doing this, I was like, oh my God, well, I guess I'm just going to have to skip my morning walk because I certainly can't like get up and just have a cup of coffee and then walk. I mean, I might pass out. I mean, my blood sugar, I I might feel funny. I don't know. So, but I wasn't hungry. And so I'm like, well, I'm learning a lot here. So I'm going to try this. So I got up, I had my coffee. I did my morning things I do, I make my bed, you know, brush my teeth, all that kind of stuff, put on my workout clothes, go for my walk, get home, still not hungry. And you know what? I got through my walk just fine. It was shocking. I was not even hungry until later on in the day. And lots of times my brain will say, let's eat. It doesn't say I'm hungry. My stomach isn't saying to my brain, you're hungry. I know what that feels like to feel hungry. Like in the pit of your stomach, you're like, oh, I'm hungry. I barely know because I haven't been hungry a lot in my life. But what my brain is saying is like, hey, I want some company. Let's do this. Let's do this thing that makes us feel good. We like this. It passes the time. Cooking is fun. Shopping for food is fun. Eating food is fun. Eating ice cream and watching Netflix is fun all by yourself, you know, so It's been a trip to realize like, wow, I'm just, here I am having that thought again. Hey, let's eat. But my stomach hasn't said, hey, I'm hungry yet. 
So what I've been doing is when I get that signal, hey, let's eat, I'm like, hmm, I can journal about it. I can drink some water. I could work on a project I've got going on. I can call a friend. I can do any number of things that I've got on a list of stuff I've got to get done. But there's no reason to eat if I'm not hungry, right? Because what happens, I feel like, and I had heard this on the podcast, but I find this to be so true for my body, is that I am constantly like topping myself off. Like I wake up in the morning, I'm not hungry. So I drink a big smoothie and then I'm full. And then lunch comes around and I'm certainly not hungry because I had that smoothie at like nine in the morning. I'm not stuffed anymore, but I'm certainly not hungry, but it's lunchtime and I want to sit down and eat with my husband. So then I eat a big portion of whatever. And then when dinner comes around, I certainly haven't had time to work all that food off. So it's almost like I'm working in reverse. And what happens with your body biologically is when you actually get hungry is when your body taps into those fat stores. And it's okay to be a little bit hungry for a while. You know, it's okay to have a hunger signal and have a drink of water and wait 15 or 20 minutes before you eat. Nothing's going to happen to you, I promise. Like, unless you have some sort of like medically induced, like you're going to go into a coma if you don't, you know, like if you're diabetic or something like that, that's a whole different story. And I'm certainly not giving it any advice for that. But I will say if you ever experiment around with your hunger signals and sit back, wake up in the morning, um, you're hungry, eat something but then wait till you're hungry again. And you'll realize this is a huge shocker. This was a huge shocker for me. I need about half of the amount of food that I was eating. I just, I'm a volume eater. I like to eat a lot. I like to feel full, but my body doesn't need all of that. And then that's like really the big secret as to why I've spent the last 45 years with at minimum 20 extra pounds on my body at minimum. I've had 20 extra pounds on my body the last two or three years that I can't kick. But before that, I mean, I'm doing great right now. Before that, it was like up to like 80 pounds extra on my frame that I've had um, because I'm storing extra calories that I ate. I think it's seriously interesting to observe too the times that you really, really want to eat um, and they don't have anything to do with being hung- hungry. And that happens to me a lot, you guys. I have a lot of social anxiety. I don't think those of you who know me would never guess that. But there are certain situations where I'm not a great bullshit artist when it comes to bullshitting and just having a very surface conversation. You want to get deep. You want to talk about raising kids. You want to talk about, you know, making mistakes. You want to talk about some big stuff? I'm an open book. But when it comes to going to the neighborhood bunko with a bunch of women that are 20 years older than me who just talk about surface crap that I'm not even interested in at all, it's really hard for me to make surface conversation. And I would notice I would go to this bunko thing that I was encouraged to go to and there's just, just this huge spread of food and there's no way in hell I'm hungry. No way. And I'm in the meatballs and the cookies and the brownies. And it's just like, I'm just an eating machine because I don't, I want to use my mouth to do something. I feel awkward. I feel out of place. And so observing that and being like, you know, there's that third month in a row I've gone to that bunko thing in the neighborhood. These aren't my people. I'm not a good fit there. I'm clearly uncomfortable and I'm using food to cope. And it, it doesn't make me a bad person or a person who's out of control. It just makes me a person who's on a path and learning and realizing like, yeah, this consuming 1500 extra calories 
in a matter of two hours while I'm changing. If you've ever been to Bunko, you change tables a bunch of times and there's always like the peanut M&Ms and I'm the girl who's grabbing a handful. This isn't a good situation for me. It's not putting me in a good situation and I'm not feeling good afterward. And so I know this, I journal about it, I see it and I make changes accordingly so that I'm not going through that anymore. Sometimes that can happen at funerals. It can happen in the workplace. I remember I used to work in a salon and I was super uncomfortable there. I was an assistant. I was basically taking on a lot of verbal uh, abuse at this salon. All of us assistant girls were, and they had a bagel delivery service. And I would go in the back and just stuff my face with bagels because it was a way of coping with these big emotions that I didn't know what to do with. So Getting to the place where you really, really wrap your mind around the fact, and this is not going to happen in one day. This is not going to happen by listening to one podcast. This is something that you really like over time will build the skills. If you if you sit, sit down, commit to journaling about it and observe how often this happens to you, like this is going to happen on Tuesday. It'll happen again on Thursday. It's going to happen three times on Saturday. This will happen a lot. It's happened a lot to me where... There's other reasons that you're eating besides being hungry. And really, the only reason you should be eating is because you're hungry. Now, listen, I'm going to tell you guys a story. It's going to make you laugh. We went to Palm Springs to a concert. Um, It was like a small sort of honky-tonk vibe sort of place, Pappy and Harriet's. Super fun. I'm not a marijuana user normally. I just don't normally partake. And I barely drink anymore. But I'd had two vodkas and I was with a bunch of friends who do partake quite a bit. And someone passed over a joint to me and I was like, I'm not putting my mouth on that. And someone like took their little fingers and wrapped it around. They're like, if you just suck on my fingers. And I did. I took a big old drag. It burned my throat. I don't even remember the last time I was stoned. I got so stoned. My husband doesn't drink at all. Thank God he was there. He led me around by the hand all night. And then at the end of the concert, we sat down at the restaurant and they had amazing, amazing food. But I don't know if you've ever been stoned. If you are, for me, very hard to make a decision. Lots of paranoia. It's not like, it's funny at the time, but it's not like really super pleasant. And so everybody ordered food, including me. And someone actually had to make a decision for me on the food. We got the food and then I ate a lot. And then at the end of it, even though I was like full up to my throat, someone was like, hey, Diana, you want dessert? Knowing how I am. And I'm like, yeah. And so I couldn't decide between the cheesecake or the chocolate cake. So we got both with ice cream and I ate that too. My point being that nailing this concept that, you know, I'm never going to have an overeat or or eat anything bad, you know, is going to happen like immediately or that it's going to like in the next 365 days, I'm going to be perfect. That's exactly the most important thing that you can learn. It's just not going to happen. You're going to have overeats. You're going to have nights where you're kind of lubed up from your vodka and then all of a sudden you decide to get stoned. I mean, maybe you guys won't be doing something like I did. I mean, but you'll have a moment where you kind of wish you could have rewound and done things a little bit differently. But looking at those things in a like, oh, that's interesting. What lesson can I extract from that experience versus, oh my God, I hate myself. Here I am again in this big mess and talking to yourself in a really bad way. That is the, that is the lesson right there. Because what ends up happening is when you're talking to yourself in a shameful way, just imagine your best friend and imagine talking to your best friend in a shameful way. 
see, there you go again. You overspent on your credit card again. Now what are you going to do? Oh my God. Like you would never talk to your friend like that. You would be kind to your friend and you'd be like, all right, so yep, you overspent again. So what do you think the lesson is on that? Or how would you talk to your child or your parent or your spouse or your boyfriend or whatever? You've got to start talking to yourself in a loving way about these lessons that you're trying to learn. And then by loving yourself through it, you end up being able to like grasp the lesson finally, instead of, you know, it's something that you, it's a tool that you have in your tool belt that you can use the rest of your life rather than shaming yourself through your problems for the rest of your life. I woke up the next morning from that experience stuffed, stuffed, stuffed. I ate so much food. And the lesson was for me that I was like, oh, wow, that's right. I got stoned last night. We got home about 10. I kept getting woken up because everyone was loudly up playing cards and hanging out together. And I was passed out because I got stoned and my system's not used to that. And it doesn't really, it's not really for me. No judgment. It's just not for me. And it caused me to overeat. And that was a choice I made. And I kind of feel like shit this morning. So I'm going to ask myself, what's the lesson? The lesson is, is that next time that, you know, that is given to me as an opportunity, I'm going to remember, didn't go so well last time, didn't feel so good, ended up missing out on hanging out with my friends at the end of the night. Think I'm going to skip that for next time. That's all it is. It's a lesson. And I don't know if I've learned it. I don't know if the next time I go to a concert, that'll happen again. I do know that for sure, I'm really, really good at eating ice cream and brownies and cheesecake and all that stuff. So I'm sure that that will happen again. But the idea would be that they happen when I plan them and I'm not out of control about it. And then the next morning I wake up and I'm back to my regularly scheduled self. So this that I wanted to talk to you about was doing your best to not eat until you're hungry. And I have really, really encouraged myself to experiment around with hunger because hunger is not something that I am like really friends with, but getting to be good friends recently with hunger, I'm like, huh, okay. Being hungry isn't really killing me. And it's actually kind of dragging some pounds off my butt. You know, I've lost, gosh, seven or eight pounds just this month by letting my body get hungry once in a while and not coming home from my afternoon errands at three and being like, oh, I think I'm going to munch a little bit through preparing dinner. Like, no, I'm going to wait to eat dinner with my family and sit down at the table and I'm going to be legit hungry when it's time to eat. And then once I'm eating and I stop being hungry and I'm actually satisfied, not stuffed, I'm going to stop eating, which is a whole other thing I want to talk about. Anyway, thanks for listening today, guys. I really appreciate it. If you want to find me ever, I'm at ms.dianapiquet on Instagram, and I really appreciate you listening. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Diana Show. If you want to hear about weight loss, you got to tune in on Wednesdays. And if you want to hear about parenting, self-development, second marriages, blending a family of seven people in a three-bedroom house, mental health awareness, and all the other things that are the pieces of the puzzle that have been bringing us joy, tune in on Mondays. To connect with me, I'm on Instagram at ms.dianapiquet. Thanks, friends.